0: This episode of The Table Podcast is brought to you by Southern Fusion Barbecue Sauce. You can pick up some of that spicy Southern sweetness at southernfusionbbq.com.
1: You're listening to The Table Podcast.
0: This is more than just a podcast. It's a place we want to have beneficial, informative, and entertaining conversations all from a Christian worldview. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can join the conversation, too, by emailing us at thetablepodcastsc at gmail.com.
1: The podcast starts in three, two. You're like, I'm not saying anything right now.
2: Because <laughs> everything
0: will, will be used against you at this point.
2: <laughs> and I know this about you. That's what scares yeah. me. Because if I even like mess up, it's going to wind up on a goofy reel or something. Like, or on the podcast. Yeah, so, probably on yeah. the podcast. Yeah.
0: Um, well... Today is kind of a special day. Um, Thanks everybody for clicking the links and listening to the table podcast. Today is a special day because I have um, my greatest enemy. Yes, I just spit something out of my mouth. Um, My greatest enemy, um, but also my, one of my greatest supports through my life is my sister. Um, And so (laughs) she's looking around right now, but Tammy, I would like to, oh, this feels weird officially welcome you to the table
2: you've never welcomed me to anything before (laughs) welcome to welcome (laughs) to my
0: world so but um tammy just go uh go ahead and you know i know you i've known you all my life so you've had to deal with me all my life (laughs) for 40 years you were just telling somebody about that but um tell tell everybody about yourself a little bit who you are where you're from how many teeth you still have in your head being that you're from bowling springs all that
2: Okay, one, you're rude. Number two, um, I am me. I'm your sister. I'm Tammy. I'm the better of the two, Um, the younger of the two. That's debatable. Um, The younger of the two? (laughs) The younger of the two. So you
0: lied twice. Congratulations.
2: What can I say? You taught me well. Um, You're four years older than I am. I am four years older than you are. You have, I was, life was going great and then you had to show up and mess everything up. Um kidding Don't was it
0: I mean was it really going great I, I would argue that I, I made had, your life better n-
2: no you didn't <laughs> the stork had to come and take away my <laughs> operator setup that I from had But-Net. <laughs> from Butnet because our memo was a telephone operator like it was the whole like pull out the cord and plug it in and um like where can I connect your call and that sort of thing. And I had one of those complete with a chair. That concept,
0: that concept so foreign to people that may be listening to this podcast. Like they don't realize that that's how telephone calls used to be connected.
2: My children don't understand what a phone with a cord is mm. like in the house. They don't understand what that is. So yeah. So yeah. So you caused all that to go away. Um, The, I was told by mama, the stork had to come and make room for my new baby brother or sister.
0: So they didn't know what I was. Did, did well, no, Did back they not then. know what what I was until I was born, or was it? Nope. So no,
2: that was not done back then. Um,
0: they didn't do ultrasounds
2: back then. No, huh. it was congratulations, you're pregnant. We'll see you in nine months and
0: pink or blue, whatever.
2: Yep. Everything was yellow for you. I do remember that.
0: Oh no wonder I hate the color yellow now. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like the color yellow. Um, so you're, uh tell us a little bit about your family.
2: So, I am married to Sean Gosnell. Um, we have the Sean, Gosnell. the Sean, the Sean L. Gosnell. Sean L. Gosnell. Um, <laughs> I love, I love me some Sean L. Gosnell. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait hold on. It's the Sean L. Gosnell. There you go, exactly. Um, and uh, we have two biological children and we have two adopted children for a total of. Forty-five, 11 million thousand. That's what it feels like. Um, <laughs> and, you're,
0: and you're raising one kind of part-time in my side.
2: I <laughs> have the huge privilege of getting to see my little Ubby every day. Um, that is our little name for Maddox. Yep. Um, but no, so we have um, Natalie is our oldest. She is 14. will be 15 in December.
0: 15 in December.
2: 15 years old. Now that will throw you Makes for a you loop. me sick a little bit. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and then I have... Isaac, who the boy, he just turned 11 this week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was going to say the boys because our um, adopted son, Jacob, he um, and Isaac were born on the same day of the same year. Yeah. And so that makes them, they call themselves non-biological twins. They have no idea what that means. They just know that they're twins. Birthday Uh, twins. Birthday twins. Yeah. yeah. And then I have. They fight like cats and dogs. Oh my gosh, it's awful. Typical of 10 year old Um, boys though. They're eleven now. Eleven. Don't That's make right. that mistake You're right, around. Because
0: now. we're we're going forgot yes. birthday.
2: Um and then I have my sweet little Charlotte. She just turned ten and uh in all her glory. And so I no longer have any in single digits and I'm getting old. So there you go.
0: And you are you are a huge advocate of adoption and Absolutely. you are you are very outspoken, especially from the foster care system and yes. Um you've gone that route and I'm uh,
2: for adoption in any shape, form, or fashion. Right. Um, just the way we went about adoption was right. through um DSS foster care right. um here in Sparmer County. Mm-hmm. And um we just we knew early on in our marriage that this is what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um it we it just Once you, once you commit to, you're going to say yes to whatever God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we Mm -hmm. didn't check any boxes saying the only thing I said I would not take was I did not want a child that had, um, a problem and I forgot what it's called, but, um, fascination with fire with like a history of starting (laughs) fires. I was like, I don't want one of those Uh in my house really. Yeah, And then, um. We lived in a two-story house, so I could not take um, a child special with um, yeah. physical like physical special needs yeah. um, that would need you know, wheelchair access, that sort of thing. So um, we just left it up to whatever God put in our path, and mm-hmm. He put two in our path. And um, it's funny because <laughs> you, one of the things Mama always said was, you know, when you feed a baby— mm-hmm. um, people always say when you feed a baby they look like you well they weren't like baby babies when they came to me right. um but you would be hard pressed to see um my four children and now yeah. two of them look a whole lot like me <laughs> yeah two of them you would think you know look maybe like their daddy or like you just mm. you know yeah we didn't specify boy girl White, black, pink with purple polka dots. We didn't specify. And
0: and you in, ended up getting Charlotte first, which was yes. The, Charlotte the came younger to us of a, a brother sister combo. Yes,
2: she was three years old when she came to us. Right. Um, she was still wearing eighteen month clothes. Wow. Um, she was teeny tiny, and um, we had had her for about a month, mm. and we had a um, a DSS caseworker call and say that she needed to schedule sibling visit, um, and we were pretty shocked by that. We did not realize you, that. You didn't realize that Jekyll no. was around? We wow. did not realize that um, there was a sibling. And so literally from the moment Sean heard that, um, he, that was in, let's see, she, Charlotte came in August. We found out roughly September timeframe that she had a sibling in foster care
1: right,
2: and um from that moment on, Sean started working that they needed to be together. They deserved to be together. Right. Um, and that man moved everything short of heaven and earth. Yeah. Um, he, I remember ooh, when he every got... day, was on the phone with people yeah. in Columbia um, because the thing that was holding us up was a fire inspection. Mm. Because at the time, I don't know about now, but at right. the time there was just one fire inspector um, mm. to do these home evaluations for DSS. Yeah. Um, and so it we Sean was daily on the phone. Right. And so um December the twenty third, um, Jacob walked in my back door and two days before Christmas. Yes. He was I tell I him he's my that. Christmas present. I remember that. Yes. Because everybody in the family was scrambling because right. all of a sudden we had another, what another child.
0: Ag- what year was that again? It was That
2: was in two thousand and
0: 14, 15?
2: 14. Right. because I, I don't get this wrong. 14, um, because our adoption was finalized mm-hmm. um, literally six months later in July of yeah, 2015. Because I,
0: re- I remember. It was crazy. We were, McKenna and I scrambled to buy Christmas for, for Jacob. Yes. So
2: yes. Sorry. We, uh, no, no,
0: we were happy to do it. Like it was, we didn't have a Christmas present for Jacob and we were well,
2: like, oh my sent, gosh, what do we do? What Sean, we Sean went out that morning. He was, um, we were scrambling. Um, he... Uh, Sean came back in. I won't ever forget this. Jacob had a love of um, construction, like dump trucks, yep. the big cat, you know, stuff. Yep. And I don't even remember where Sean got it, but he got this huge metal mm-hmm. um, dump truck thing. And I mean, it was huge, yeah. and it was heavy, and it was metal, and it took my toes off multiple times. Yep. But that was like Jacob's favorite thing that Christmas, and yep. he just like, and it's still downstairs. Um, with all their other toys and stuff but
0: that's well, a little bit about who you are and uh, and I think you know the one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on is is to talk about two huge moments that happened in our lives but i know I know very well my perspective of those moments um, and but I wanted to talk to you about those moments um, a lot of people don't know maybe they know maybe they don't know but my my sister and I, um, I was seventeen. You were what? Twenty. I was
2: twenty years old.
0: Twenty years old. Um, we lost our father. Um, I was graduating high school, and uh, you. What were you doing at the time? I forget. Were you? I was in. Were you at EMS yet?
2: No. Okay. I was in. Hold on. I was in beauty school. Was uh, I in beauty school? No, I was done. I had finished beauty school. Okay. Sorry. No. Yeah. Um. And I was working in a salon. Okay. Uh, do you not remember the right lovely there, place where um, I worked that every time you came to see me, you were put to work? Do you not remember that?
0: Ultra tan The place right over there beside Ultratan?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a lovely place. Yeah. Um. And it was not the popular one that yeah. was where Ultra Tan was. It was not the popular salon. I don't want to give anybody the yeah. <laughs> wrong impression there. Yeah. Okay. Which I, didn't, I didn't
0: think anything of it because I was I was right. just helping you out, right. like whatever.
2: But yes, I was doing hair. Um So years old.
0: So at that time, I know that kind of walking through, that was December of my senior year of 1999, mm-hmm. right? 1999?
2: Yes, 99. Yeah.
0: It was December of 99 and and our father for up to that point was it 12, 13, almost 14 years, he would he had battled yes. some form of cancer.
2: Some form of cancer, yes.
0: He he had battled some form of cancer um, and been in and out of countless surgeries, and there were several times where we thought that you know that it was going to be our you know the end of life for our father. And
2: he was too stubborn. Yeah, he was just too stubborn. He was, and he was
0: strong, and he and he did have a great he did have a great resilience to live. Um, And you know he wasn't the best man, but he wasn't. Horrible. I will say that to a, and there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about, and I don't want to go down those roads. But, um, he, he would always, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. He would always, when he got super sick, he would always try to make his apologies on, on the bedside, and that was tough, um, because you kind of got jaded after a while, um, and if you know. I don't want to sit here and do the talking for you, but but just you got jaded after a while of, you know, hey, you know, if you really mean it, live it out, you know. But I, I don't want I probably
2: wanna, said that a time or two. Yeah,
0: I, and, and the thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to I don't want this to be a bash of no, and it's
2: not going like, to be like because I want to bring honor
0: to our parents in talking about this. But um, we lost our father in December of nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: December fourteenth.
0: I know my perspective of the story. I know that you know the night that he fell, um, he actually to set the story up. He, the last few years of his life, he went through some hard uh, treatments with his cancer that caused him to lose a ton of weight, unhealthfully so. Of course. Um, he, you know, our father was a larger man, and he just he dropped weight incredibly quick, more so than like a a, a diet plan or anything like that. It was it was very unhealthy and it was, we all were kind of coming to terms to that. I didn't realize until I talked to you about it a couple months back that there was a lot of stuff that, because I was working through my senior year in high school that you and mama protected me from.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Like, like what were those things?
2: Um, <laughs> number one, I mean, senior year in high school, um, Jimmy, that's been what twenty. I, I just did the math on my phone. Um, twenty three years ago, this coming December. Wow. Um, a lot of that, I I just truly don't remember. Um, what I do remember is um, so some some of what you left out about the treatments mm-hmm. is by the time. And I again, twenty three years ago, I don't remember exact dates, time frames, that sort of thing. But by the time. Um, daddy, and I want to say it was sometime in 1999, Mm -hmm. um, they had just basically said, you know, um, we can't tell you when, we can't tell you how much longer you have, but this will more than likely take you out of this world. Um, but daddy had had the maximum lifetime allowance of chemotherapy and radiation. I didn't know that. Yes. You. I think you did because we used to tease him that if we turned out the lights, he glowed. He did not really do that, but we would tease him yeah. about that. But, um, he could not have any more, like they would not give him any more chemotherapy or radiation.
0: So that's why they were trying to go in and remove portions of his liver.
1: So cancer.
2: he underwent, and I, I think this is when I was still in high school, he underwent, um, a procedure, um, that was not common. And he was the first person in Spartanburg County that it had been done on, Um, and I, I believe it was called an embolization, Mm -hmm. um, basically, um, just like with a heart cath where they take and put a stent in, um, a blockage, like to help blood flow better. They basically into the tumors in his liver, um, shot these stents. And what it did is it made the tumor die, like whatever. I don't remember all the details, you know, that sort of thing, um,
0: but this was, this was in, back in 98, 99. I mean, yes. this was technology that was unheard yes. of at the time. Yes, like, um, had only Gibbs, been done. The Gibbs Cancer Center didn't exist no, it did at Spartanburg Regional.
2: No, we went to the cancer floor in in the tower at Spartanburg Regional. Yes, sixth floor. Sixth exactly. floor, yep. Um, but um, he underwent that, um, and he did remarkably well with it. I mean, mm-hmm. his doctors were always um, pleased with how he did, um and, you know, even towards the end, I mean, daddy still functioned and I mean, he was still ornery and daddy, you yeah. know. Um, but that night he and this is what was always ironic, I guess you could say. Nothing's ironic in life, but um that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but um he because it was his liver that things were affecting, um, he had a seizure. Yeah. And he fell in our driveway and mm-hmm. hit his head, yep. which knocked him unconscious. Right. And he never regained consciousness.
0: From and it was, From was that un- fall. He was unconscious. It was about three days.
2: I, I believe. It, three or it, four. I think it was three or four days. I don't remember exactly. Um you know. I, I but, just
0: remember I just remember that we we had he had went to a Christmas party at the church mm-hmm, yep. and he had eaten really well. Oh, yeah. And and that ma- mama was very happy at the fact that... He ate. He ate. Yes. And um, and so uh, we had went inside because at that time, the doctor had kind of said, hey, let him do what he wants to do. There's nothing right. going to shorten his life any quicker than than the cancer. The cancer is going to beat him before anything else right. will get to him. And so he, our father enjoyed smoking cigarettes.
2: Well, he was a truck driver yeah. in the... 70s and 80s, right. and um, coffee and cigarettes were just kind of his
0: That was his, thing. That, that was his thing. I mean, you know, and, that was, and as probably most truckers from that era, absolutely. that's what they did. Because we didn't have energy drinks or anything like that, and it was he'd, – he'd take, what, two, three pots of coffee with him every time he went out the door yeah. to go work.
2: Mama would make them. And,
0: and, and I remember we – you know, I, I was the one that had to drive at the time, and so we got Daddy down out of the truck and – He wanted to stay outside Mm -hmm. and lit up a cigarette. Leaned up against the wall, and he Mm -hmm. lost his balance. Uh, Now he, so he had his seizure, and that's what caused him to lose his balance.
2: They they concluded that he did have a seizure that night. Mm -hmm. Um, Daddy did not have a history of seizures, nothing Mm -hmm. like that. But again, because of
0: the trauma um, on his body, the liver, the
2: liver function, and that sort of thing. just things in his body were off balance, and yeah. he had a seizure. And yeah. and,
0: and that he was it. he was literally at that point he was almost a walking skeleton. Oh, absolutely! It, it was yeah. You know. Um. So, when did you know that this was that was going to be it for Daddy? Like when?
2: <laughs> of all the things you could have brought me in here to talk about, no, I, of all the things that I talk forever about yeah okay sorry um honestly i think in the back of my mind i never really thought that that was it yeah because he was (laughs) he always he was literally like that phoenix rising from the ashes he daddy all the (laughs) (laughs) times
0: i made a joke with her before she she came in she came in with the uh setting up for the podcast and and, I brought a roll of paper towels. She brought a roll of paper towels in from where we're recording at and and I was like, "Hey, go ahead and, you know, tear off a few." And she was like, "No, I want I want people to know this is <laughs> you you're putting me through this torture." And and I think what's going on right now is proof like it's been 23 years and for those that are dealing with a recent family death, you you heal to a point, but it still hurts to talk and there's still things that you grieve about and it's still you still miss them daddy wasn't a great man i'm I'm okay with us saying that he wasn't the best man he wasn't the most godly man but there was some things that the lord did in his life towards the end of his life that he started you know to work out but but it's it's still like it's tough when you talk about this stuff because it, at the core of it is still us losing <laughs> losing our father
2: well yeah but, I mean, 20, 23 years. And it's just not, I think for me, like, that's something I'd never thought about. Right. But through everything, daddy always bounced back.
0: Mm-hmm. And he bounced back, which which spoke to his resilience, too, because, I mean, he did, our father did teach us, our, our, no, our father did teach us Work ethic, and it was you know. <laughs> oh, you learned work ethic, you, but Tommy. Yeah, yeah, there was no. Yeah, there there was no, um. You know, he he taught me work ethic with with making me not or push the push mower up and down the backyard. So that's you know every time I cut the grass now and I ride on my riding lawnmower cutting that backyard, I'm like, ha, ha, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, and that's funny because every time I get in my car and, you know, with four kids, there's going to be a mess. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, y'all better be glad my daddy is not alive. Yeah. You better be glad I, because. I,
0: I still freak out when people put feet on my dashboard. Oh, no. I, my, my car can dashboard. be nasty. No. Yeah.
2: Don't put your feet on my dashboard. <laughs> don't do that. Um, <laughs> we, Don't we, we. No.
0: So the, the process, I remember what happened to daddy. He went into a coma. And yes. shortly – and I remember that night very – he he went into a death – what's known as a death wheeze or what is referred to as a death wheeze or I've yes. heard it referred well, to as I a mean, death wheeze. Well, I mean, yeah,
2: it's just the body shutting down and just – and if, if anybody that has had uh, – whether you work with, you know, patients like this um, or you've experienced it, there is just a certain sound. It's a death rattle yeah. that um, – patients that are that have been laying that they start to breathe and you just know yeah you just know um and I mean I I just remember I know mama like was staying up there with him and um you know you and I had been obviously mm-hmm. left at home before I mean yeah. you were a senior in high school I was 20 years old yeah. But I still can remember, you and I would not stay at home at night <laughs> with lights off. We literally every yeah. light in every room in the house it and every on. outside light was on. Yep. It was like we were announcing, "We're just it's just the two of us here." Um yeah. Well, but, our, our
0: neighbors knew what was going on. Oh, absolutely. Too. I mean, that, that's how absolutely. Well, the house that that we lived in and, and we still we still own together uh, it, it, it's been there what 40 we've owned it now for 40 years or something like that like it's it's yeah. been a while
2: yeah because i was going into kindergarten when mom and daddy moved there
0: yeah and and so the neighbors knew what was going on oh, absolutely. with daddy and absolutely. and and one neighbor actually ran to him when daddy fell with a seizure and he told he told me to call 911 and yep. and all that I don't remember much about the days that Daddy was in the hospital. Because, I don't either. Because That's, it was, it was he was in the ICU, ICU, or or had they moved him to a no,
2: he was on a floor. Um, because I can remember the like, room people, number was
0: six twenty seven. I remember that. Yes.
2: Um, right as you walked around the corner, it was right there. Yep. Um, because people could go in and out, and if mm-hmm. he had been in like a you know an ICU or something, it was only certain visiting hours you can right. go in that. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Those days in between, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I don't. Yeah. I just know that you and I, um, the night he died, we had been up there, and then Mama told us, you know, it's getting late. Y'all head on home. You know, um, call call me when you get there because yeah. you know didn't have cell phones. <laughs> it was. Well, I yep. mean, people had cell phones, but it was the great big bag phones. Yep. Um. But um. You know, call me and let me know you're home, that sort of thing. And so we stopped at the gas station mm-hmm. to get gas. And I can remember um the the pa- the daughter's the like I'm trying to get this right. The pastor's daughter of the church that we went to mm-hmm. her um and another girl um, were coming to the house to tell us mm-hmm. to turn around and go back to the hospital. Yep. Um, and they saw us at the gas and station. And they saw us at the gas station. Yep. And I won't ever forget that. Um and, you know, and it was, um, she told me, she said, um, they don't think your daddy, I forget exactly, something about they don't think your daddy's going to make it, they're working with him. But I can remember thinking, you don't know what I know. And that was, you know, when you are end of life hospice mm-hmm. care, you mm-hmm. sign a, um, DNR, do not yeah. resuscitate. Yeah. And, um, I knew that at that point that he was gone.
0: So DNR, the DNR had not been. Yes, the DNR you know, had been had, signed. When, see, I didn't know that.
2: Yes, when you um, go in under hospice care, right? Um, for for what Daddy was under hospice care for, I don't want to speak like in yeah. a all knowing cover it all term, but right. like for what Daddy was in there for, I can remember that a DNR had to be signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you think, well, no, you know, I don't want to, and I can remember daddy saying, you know, I don't want to live with, you know, tubes and something breathing for me. And, you know, yeah. well, nobody does, you know, but, um, I just remember. And then, you know, you, we turned the car back around or the truck because mm-hmm. we were driving his truck, um, and we, went back down we, there.
0: I. Yes. Cause you couldn't drive a straight drive. <laughs> still straight can't. I still drive
2: can't a drive a straight, <laughs> straight drive. It is not one of my, it's not one of my gifts and I'm okay with that. Um, but um, I can remember we parked right there, like, where you weren't supposed to park. But, I mean, it was late at night. Yep. Visiting hours were over. So we just parked there to get inside. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't ever in a million years forget this. Um, family had already beat us there. I mm-hmm. and uncle. uncle. Um, and I won't ever forget, as we were coming back down to leave. Um, do you remember this?
1: Mm-hmm. There was a
2: security guard putting a ticket on the truck. Oh. And, um... Our uncle, Uncle Ken, mm-hmm. Mama's brother, marked over to him. Um, saw it and he's I uh, excuse excuse me, sir, excuse me. What are, <laughs> what's going on here? And the man said, Well, this truck is parked and my uncle Uncle Ken literally like lit yeah. into that man and he said, Sir, he said, I mean no disrespect.
0: National Guard Sergeant, by yes, the way. Sergeant. <laughs>
2: um, um but <laughs> he told that man he said, you and that ticket can go elsewhere. And the, the ticket was already on the truck. And Uncle Ken took the ticket off the truck and ripped it up and threw it on the ground. And he looked at us and he said, y'all get on home. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, oh, we're going to get arrested. You know, it's just yeah. a security guard. But still. I yeah, no, you know, That was
0: super late. And, and Mama yeah. got up in the truck with me and, and we went home. Yeah. And I remember I still went to school the next day.
2: You had something at school the next day.
0: I don't um, know what it was, but I, I went don't remember to either.
2: But I remember you, you needed to go to school. I don't think you stayed the whole day. No, nah,
0: well, I, I didn't make it. I got to math, and my, my math teacher, algebra, geometry, whatever it was at the time, he had heard that I'd just lost my father and he pulled me out of class. Yeah. And I'd kept it together to that point. Um, and. He uh he pulled me out of class and he said, "Son, you don't need to be here." And I just I just lost it. Yeah. And he he called somebody from the cl- the room to bring me my like get my bag together and all that. And he handed me my bag and he sent me to the counselor's office. And um I sat there until they got a hold of Mama to clear me to leave. And they um Mama signed me out over the phone, like gave authorization for that to leave. And I got in the truck and came home. Yeah. And I I just remember. As much as, like, the next week or so, just people lovingly being at our house and, like, yeah, and and I'm very thankful and appreciative of all that. But there was a point where I was just like, y'all just, I, I love y'all, but. Please let me well, be. <laughs> and
2: you hit that wall. Yeah. Um. Literally, um. The day of his funeral. Yeah. You made it through the service mm-hmm. and the graveside, but then you like at the graveside. I could tell. I was
0: sick at the funeral. You yeah. were, and yeah. and
2: we knew that. Well, Mama thought you were coming down with the flu. Yeah. You know, and um, you, I mean, you were just sick. You were physically sick, but yeah. um, in great family fashion you were bringing on a migraine yeah um of days of you know everything that we had been through and I can remember like people still being at the house and you literally just went in your room and I think you slept till probably lunchtime the next day
0: yeah and and I remember I remember walking out of my room in my pajama pants and I had a Carolina crown shirt that I loved to wear at the time and and walked out and people were in the house and yeah I was just I, I didn't care I was like this is my house. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm yeah. gonna live in my house. Glad y'all are here. Thank y'all for you know that yeah. that type of mentality. Well, but I was just
2: and it was it was it's, it's surreal, odd, strange, because mm-hmm. I mean it was December fourteenth, and I mean Christmas trees we were up and all that. We had Christmas tree. I mean it mm-hmm. was Christmas, and um, it just I, I can just remember like it, it just being just incredibly surreal and strange with everything right um you know and then I, i don't know i mean it was just it was just surreal
0: so what was the from your perspective what was the funeral like 'Cause you were a funeral? Well, I,
2: mean, <laughs> I mean it, it was I hard. was in the back
0: I was in the back, you know, dashing to the bathroom. You didn't bathroom. even come down and no, see I, I didn't I even come down and think about sip. that. Yeah, I was sipping on Sprite in the back of the You were back of the uh yep. at Floyd's Mortuary and and I was sick going back and forth to the bathroom and I just I mean, I don't remember a lot from your perspective. Like I don't remember it's like I got tunnel vision going through that time. Right. And I was in kind of a...
2: And I think most people do. Right. I think that's a I was aware
0: that you were there because you were my sister, but like... Mm, thanks. I know, like...
2: <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I, I, it's, it, it's
0: weird because I really, like, I look back in my mind, and I don't... The first memory that I have of you, me, and Mama post-Daddy's funeral was when we went to the Gaffney Outlet, all three of us, before Christmas and did Christmas shopping over at the Gaffney Outlet. And... On that ride back, we busted our guts laughing about what – I don't know what it was, and it made me realize, like, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Um, but you dealing with the grief afterwards of losing daddy, what what were those following months, following years? Because I I graduated high school – I didn't go into college, I didn't actually start college until the spring of the year after, so I was like two semesters behind before I started college. Well,
2: you did some, didn't you go to Tech I didn't that fall. That fall
0: was the fall of 2000, and I did not go to uh, Tech. I went, I started Tech the spring of the year because I was at Spartanburg Tech on 9-11. Right,
2: right. Um, So, I mean, that's been 23 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying. Honestly, I'm truly trying to remember. Like right. afterwards, um, I don't know. I think probably it was a maybe a survival mode. Yeah. Um. Nothing. I mean, what do you do?
0: Yeah. Because you were there. You were there too, helping mom. Uh, mama, y'all protected me from a lot post losing daddy, and y'all. Oh, yeah. Y'all were the ones that that wanted me to go and and fight hard for me to finish college and get my degree and all that. And I didn't see a lot of the early years of Mama dealing with the loss of Daddy. I I did, you know, I saw it when I was home and and those things. Well, yeah,
2: but so, and like, you know, I'm not trying to to speak for Mama, of course. But um, I think some of the things that we had to go through. Right. And that we kept you from knowing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Honestly, I think it was a driving force for Mama to just keep moving mm-hmm. because if you knew Mama, mm-hmm. you weren't going to beat her. Like right? right. you, you're not going to get the best of me. Right. You know. And her thing was is you know what it it is what it is, yeah. and I think that's one of the reasons that I. I hate that phrase I hate that phrase but it's true it is what it is you can't change it you can't go back and change it you are only responsible for moving forward Mm -hmm. and I think for me it was I think during this time that I really started to see her truly live out a faith Mm -hmm. that was unlike yeah anything
0: because at the time I, that was you know i i share with a lot of people the reason that i when i truly professed christ and i i repented of my sin and surrendered my life to christ was because mama took it, it was around that time uh the fall of my senior year daddy was super sick and he couldn't go and do and and so mama took me to uh, the play that which I surrendered my life to Christ at, and but at the time we were, we were both. I was at North Spartanburg, and y- y'all were, you know, the, the church, church we grew, grew up in. You know, like <laughs> right. It, it because Papa was still alive, right? Then too, and and, then, you know. and and that was a good thing too. Is that that yeah. even though we lost our dad, we still had a lot of the father figures in our family. We still had our uncle. We still had Papa. Like, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And and I'm you know, through my college years, um Bill Crenshaw sat down and said stuff to me and talked to me and and talked to me and got stuff across to me in ways that mama couldn't.
2: Absolutely. And
0: and and I'm thankful for that, but um from your perspective and seeing me and not not trying to make this about me, I, but I know that that year, year and a half after losing daddy, I really went into a very bitter state of life. Like You did. Um, I you was, were
2: not the most pleasant person to be around. Right. You weren't. Yeah. And, I mean, that was a hard thing for you. Um, you know, and I mean – of course, you know, looking back, um, that I don't know, maybe you needed professional help. Maybe you needed, <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know me, and I am a big proponent of there's no coincidences in life. There's right. nothing in your life right. that happens that is outside of God's reach and what He has planned for you. Yeah. The, that that's just a non-negotiable for me. Right. Um I will not tell somebody good luck because luck has nothing to do with it. Right. Um it's it's it is or it isn't. It's black it's white. It's, you know, right. it's concrete because right. God's word is concrete. Right. Um so without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. All of that happened because it needed to happen.
1: Right.
2: And when you reach why did you have to have me talk about stuff that makes me cry, Jimmy? Jeez. Um <laughs> When when you reach a point in your life. Yeah. When, when you realize that anything outside of God's will.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't want it.
2: Holds nothing yeah. for you. Right. <laughs> and then the really hard. Yeah. The really tough. The things that make you cry. Mm. You look at them with joy. Yeah. Because it's all part of the path yeah. that we traveled.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, re- I remember that because you know I, I will self admit, like I'll admit that my mentality through that time I was bitter, I was mad at God. I did. I, I was going and participating at church because I enjoyed the social aspect of it, and those they those people were my support people. And I remember Bill Bateman, Tiny. Yep. And I look back at it and I go, Tiny totally saw what was going on with me. And and I don't I don't know if they had had conversations if if Jonathan Bright and Dwayne Morris and Tiny you know and and the staff at at First North and the student ministry area had had conversations about me, but Bill out of nowhere, Bill looked at me and he said, I want you to come work a beach retreat with me. And I was like, why? I I knew what state I was in, and I knew I wasn't in a state to lead people. And he said, I just want you to come be my right-hand man. And I was like, okay. Didn't make sense to me. He put me with a group of boys that week. But every time Bill left the campus to go do something, he found me. And he was like, all right, come on, Jimmy, we're going here. And I remember the simplest thing he, he, at the time, like the House of Blues was like big and, and, and I was, you know, I hadn't seen it yet. And I was, you know, being a musician, I was like, oh, I want to go see the House of Blues, blah, blah, you blah. You had the
2: poofy hair. You had to go I to had see the them. I had the
0: poofy hair, yeah. <laughs> and Bill takes me to, he dry, he pulls up to the front and it was just, he had left to literally go to Walmart to pick up some stupid little supply. And he pulls into the House of Blues on our way back and he said, I want you to go in and get your t t-shirt. And I went in, got a t-shirt. And so it was small little things that Bill did throughout that week that kind of was a man showing love to me. Even, even when my heart was hurting. Oh yeah. And that week culminated in a service with the junior high kids. And, and I was just kind of in the back. I was, I was just the gopher and pastor Mike, um, he he came down and he shared with the junior high kids and that message that he i, I think he was talking about the prodigal son complete out you know how ironic right and just the lord convicted me big time and i remember just sitting at the back bawling my eyes out and bill walking up to me the the whole room had cleared out and bill let me sit there for a while and then he came back in and he sit, he sat down and um in Bill Bateman fashion, he looked at me and he said, you finished being mad at God now? Which which made me lose it even more because he hit the nail on the head. And Bill sat there and talked to me for probably 30, 45 more minutes. And that was the turning point in which I realized, started to realize that God was going to take this hardship and use it for something greater. And he did but the hard part about it is, is that we now realize that it was God preparing us for probably one of the hardest seasons we've ever walked through as a family in our life. Here's the tough part. And it, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Not that we loved that. We loved our daddy. Any less losing mama was harder, a lot harder. Um, With an I mean, that's an understatement. Um, But looking back on going through that loss with daddy, it prepared us. Oh, yeah. For the right way to, like for me, and I'm speaking from my perspective, and and the reason that I wanted to do this, even as tough as it's been, and as you've, you know, given me big eyes across the table here and talking about this.
2: Because I'm fixing to start crying
0: again. I want to know your perspective, like. (laughs) i i I know how I've seen it through my eyes, and I know the 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 moments that are forever ingrained in my head of what happened, but we we both dealt with the grief in a different way um, but looking at it, looking at it, losing daddy Sorry. was hard oh, still yeah. hard today. So, which goes to prove, which goes to say, you never, you never fully get over grieving no, you don't about ever,
2: it. You never get over it ever. But it's funny, it's funny how death and grief work. Um, you start remembering some of the good, you know, and then um, before you know it it's more good than it is bad. Um but when you when you start when you get to the point, I guess, where the good, the funny, the crazy take precedence over, you know, the crying jags. Yeah. That's when you realize it's going to be okay. Right. Um and for me um, with mama's death it took me longer because I was in a diff I was in a totally different season of life yeah um do not recommend on a scale of one to ten I rank it a negative 45 um yeah but um I was pregnant with Isaac yeah. when mama got sick um I don't it, ever it,
1: the
0: the what? Mama struggled with for about it was almost a year before she was really put in like put it long term in the hospital.
2: Yeah,
0: it was gallbladder and kidney issues. Or no, no Sorry. kidney
2: issues. Um, so they thought it was her gallbladder. Yeah. Um, so they removed her gallbladder. Um, son
0: of the year. I forgot about that. Sorry.
2: Well, no, it's easy to forget about because it all happened right there together. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I do think her gallbladder was bothering her, yeah. but I think that was just, you know, a side of.
0: But she also had a lot of other issues going on, too. She had diabetes. She had, you know, a lot yes. of things that yes. made the situations worse. Yes.
2: Um. And so she was diagnosed with a blocked portal vein thrombosis. I can't tell you specifically mm-hmm. what that is, but it has something to do with a vein in her, I believe it's the liver, that was blocked. The plan was they were going to go in and put a stent and literally I can remember the doctor's words to her, you'll live a normal life. Wow. Well, I, God had other plans um, because what she should have recovered quickly from and things just moved right along to a normal healthy life. Um, it never really got back to that. Yeah. From that point on, um, I can remember she had to have fluid drawn off of her abdomen. Yep. Um, it was that. a procedure that they would go in and, um, and you know, with Mama, everything was a, a laugh, and a, mm-hmm. you know, she found something to just laugh at. Yes, That's the whole thing. Yep. Um, and if she was here right now, she'd be splitting herself in half, laughing at us. Right. Um, but
0: no, she'd be in the nursery with Maddox. She wouldn't be right here.
2: <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, I ain't got time to fool with y'all. <laughs> yeah. That's a true story. Um, I can the first time she had fluid drawn off of her, out of her abdomen, they drew um two it was four two liters. Yes, four two liters off of her abdomen. And um as they were drawing this fluid off of her, she started feeling better. And um Yeah. She uh, she was sitting up and she started getting spunky and mm-hmm. mouthy, and I knew something was fixing to come out. Like I knew she was fixing to say something that was just gonna, you know. Yeah. And she looked at the little tech that was. And that lady said, "We drew four two. We, we drew eight liters. It was what it was. She said eight liters of fluid off of your abdomen today. Yeah. And Mama looked at her and she said, "That's four two liters. Do you know?" <laughs> How much those are going for at the grocery store these days? And I was like, "Mama, please, <laughs> please, Nancy, just stop." Um yep. <laughs> And I knew immediately she was feeling better. Yeah. And so the, again, they told her. They said, "You know what? We got that off of you.
0: Do that and give her a B twelve shot." And she's, oh my gosh, yeah. the <laughs> B twelve shots were like
2: <laughs> crack to her. Um, we always dreaded that because that meant we were like in for. It was. It was gonna. Be we bad. were getting
0: no rest that weekend after the no, betrayal shot. No, <laughs>
2: um, that was, um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, but again, we were told she may not ever have to have this done again. This may have been a one-time thing, you know. But we can do this again. And it was like less than a month later, we were back. And um, of course, they didn't let it get to that extreme yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the eight liters of fluid, but they would draw significant amounts of fluid out of her abdomen. Well, she was diagnosed at that point with cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor that looked at our mother and told her that she had cirrhosis of the liver, she stood up in her chair in his office and said, well, you're a blame liar. I've never had a drink a day in my life, except for that one my mother-in-law gave (laughs) me when I just got married.
0: That pina colada. That pina colada (laughs) I
2: had. I didn't know it had alcohol in it. Um, Mama was a teetotaler. Nancy did not drink. She did not. And Daddy didn't either. So so
0: Mama didn't realize that you could get cirrhosis of the liver because of, now we know from medications and also onset diabetes and all that other stuff.
2: There's several things that can cause it. Um, And so the doctor after he graciously laughed at her, you know, and he he was like, "No, no, Miss McFarland, no, I yeah. would never accuse you of." And I'm sitting over there thinking, "Dear Jesus, just open up the ground and take us on, like, just let's just go." Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <laughs> she, he explained to her that you know this is, um, something that you've been diagnosed with. It's a condition, right. um, and there's something about um her age group, um, and. An immunization at some point. I don't know, hmm. like that could have maybe caused. I don't really remember. Again, I was Go very ahead. pregnant. and Isaac was a very large baby. Yeah, and I was very pregnant, and, and I had were, a three-year-old to boot. You're ready. To so, and Sean was Sean was in Oklahoma. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, you training. were.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Sean was going back and forth with Oklahoma at that time. He
2: was. He was in Oklahoma a lot because he had just started.
0: And you had a brother that was not living the best life working for enterprise. No, I was at, I was you at, were, a, yeah. I was at Spinks. So this was post enterprise time. Yeah. I wasn't working at Spinks. Um,
2: we were just glad you were working. Yes. Um, that was
0: after 2008 where I stood yes. in an unemployment line for.
2: Yes. Because you had gone through some pretty serious stuff yep. with your back. Yep. I mean, that was, there were times that, I mean, that's, I didn't think sorry. I was going to work again. after. Well, I, heard, I was yeah. going to say like, they were telling you to go and sign up for disability. And you were like, I am not signing up for disability. Um, yeah. Plug for Josh Kills right there. Yeah, good job, Doctor. Um, I
0: told somebody the other last night that um, the reason that I'm walking today is because Doctor Josh Kills. No question about it. Bowling we Springs love, Chiropractic.
2: Love some Josh Kills yep. um, and his whole family. Um, <laughs> Commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> we now return to our regularly scheduled program. Um, so, um, with Mama, um, you know, it became just a pattern of you know getting her better. Um, and so because all of this was like kind of happening with her liver that sent her diet the diabetes it mm-hmm. sent it crazy um yep and so um again our aunt and uncle uncle ken and Aunt brenda mm-hmm. um looked at me and said you are in no condition to be handling all this right now Yep. um we're gonna bring her with us. We can we can watch her. You know we can make sure, you know that the medicines are all done. And you know and then I would just drive over there. Which that in and of itself was a blessing. Was for both a of us. huge blessing. Yeah. It really was. And you know, and I have talked to both of them about that. But because
0: they they knew too at the time that I needed to continue working yes. because of what I was coming out of, yes. and they knew the stress on both of us, and, yes. and it was just.
2: And so, um, Mama went, and she was as happy as a little pig in the mud. She, you know, Papa was Papa still there? No, Papa. No, Papa had, passed, had away. passed away. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting old. Um, but her and Aunt Brenda and then Uncle Ken, you know, was still working over there at mm-hmm. the college. But Mama and Aunt Brenda and then, of course, you know, all the cousins coming in and out with their babies. Yeah. Well, they weren't babies at the time. They, they've they right. grown up now. Right. But, um, you know, with Angelina and Avonda, mm-hmm. you know, and Allie and all their spouses, like, it was just a good place for Mama to be yep. because I don't think she focused on as much Being of sick. Yeah. W- what was wrong. Yeah. Um.
0: I remember those 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 times, and I would go after work and just go sit out on the on, on the, the porch, porch on yep, the porch with her, that. and we'd, yep. we'd sit there for a couple of hours and just talk.
2: Yeah, and um, you know, and and Aunt Brenda, you know, Aunt Brenda is, I think Aunt Brenda should be world renowned for her cooking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Mama ate good, and mm-hmm. you know, Aunt Brenda would feed us when we were over there and stuff. But um, it was I think that was just a good time for yeah. Mama. Um, and it, again, so much going on. And I was so, so very pregnant with Isaac. Um, Isaac was just huge from the get go. <laughs> still <And> is. <laughs> he, uh, he's still a big boy. Um, but it, I will never forget this. Yeah. One of the, and I remember looking at Mama, and I was like, don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. But she looked at me one day and she said, tell me, I hope I make it to that baby's born. And I was like, don't talk like that. Yeah. You hush. You're going to be fine. We've yeah. just got to figure out what's wrong.
0: Because just like Daddy yeah. Mama was resilient too. She oh, was a yeah. fighter.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> when they – well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But um, so, you know, it was just a process of, you know, working to get her better, you know, keeping her like, you know, in line and doing what she's supposed to do. Um and so now we're in the spring of 2011, All okay? Right. Like, we're in the April time frame. Right. Um, and then she went, like, she got, I don't really remember what sent her into the ho- I think she had just a really bad, like, the blood sugar got way mm-hmm. out of line with everything else. And so they put her in the hospital. I,
0: re- I remember when we took her to the hospital, she sat in that chair. We had to talk her into going to the hospital because she sat in that chair going, I'm not I won't come back. I won't come back. She I did say that. She did.
2: Yeah. Um but you know she we we I mean we had to go. Yeah. Um and so we got her there and honestly I I feel like at this point I feel like you and Uncle Ken and Sean mm-hmm. like really basically had to take over because Yeah. I had a lot of problem with like swelling Mm -hmm. and stuff. And like, they started kind of getting worried about me with Isaac. And so I was never put on bed rest, but I was told you are to sit and your feet are to be up. You are to stay as calm as possible. You know, I I never was any danger. Um, but that was just, and so, you know, they just tried to keep me, you know, um, as laid back as possible. Um, which I am not really a laid-back person. Um, right. But, you know, I, and again, I don't remember a lot of it. Um, but then I remember hospital, hospital like, in and out. Like, yeah. I know one time they tried to send her home, and she couldn't hold her head up. Right. Um, and I remember Sean cleaned some clocks over that. And, she and we were readmitted. talking about,
0: I mean, at one point, they were talking about sending her to either MUSC or Duke for treatments. Uh, well, and, um,
2: they got her on the transplant list. They yeah. had told her that um, – a transplant, a liver transplant, would um, take care of the problems. Okay, so we did everything to get her on the transplant list. Yep. Um, and you know, you just you wait. Unfortunately, mm. um, and that's always been a hard thing for me because even though you're waiting for life, mm. somebody else has had to endure what you're trying to avoid. But at the same time, yeah, being able to give the gift um, to someone right. to avoid that time, you know, that's that's such a it's beautiful. It's sad, but it's, it's, that's truly, that's it's tough. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I remember she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And like I was, like any day I was due because. Yeah, we, we celebrated
0: Mother's Day in the hospital. We did. With her. She
2: was in the hospital that Sunday. So
0: I remember she, because the complications had gotten so bad with her condition that. Um, a lot of things were just not right. Yeah, she started showing weird. mental, mental, mental. Not like she didn't go crazy, but she no, was. There were just she didn't have common. clarity. She didn't have clarity. Um,
2: she was very confused. It was that brain fog, mm-hmm. um, which, with everything she had going on, um, was common. Yeah. Um, you know, it got to the point to where, if they came in to do anything to her, she yeah. would not let them touch her if Sean was not there beside her.
0: Yeah. And that was the tough part for me too, is, is that force. I, I don't know why because I, I didn't do anything to her. But but the hard part for me watching kind of the end of the end of her life was that when she was in the hospital and they were doing all the things to her and she was in this fog.
2: Yeah,
0: I was not her favorite person.
2: I wasn't either. Um, she
0: was. She was. She was. She got mean <laughs> a couple times to but us. That
2: was also. Um, there was she had to take a medication. I don't know if you remember this, but they told her that she had to take this medication that would get some level down. Um
0: was it her pH level or something? No, it like wasn't it? her
2: pH level. It was something to do with a liver enzyme. Okay. That it was like, s- something was about to become toxic. Yeah. And she had to drink this medicine. It was a liquid medicine.
0: She hated drinking. I remember that. And
2: she looked at that nurse, and that nurse was like, Come on, let's let's go, Miss Nancy. Let's take this. She knocked the cup out of the woman's hand. Oh, and she said, I'm not taking that. You can go on. I'm not taking that. <laughs> and the nurse told her, she said, Miss Nancy, if you don't take this, you won't live. And she's like, I don't believe you. And for Mama to have that attitude about a situation like that, yeah, like very uncharacteristic knew, of her. We yeah. knew, and I can remember walking over to her, and I said, "Mama, you need to take this medication." Yeah, and she's like, "I don't care what you think. I'm not taking that. That's nasty. You take it." I'm like, "I don't need to take it." Um, you know, started arguing yeah. back with her, and it took good old Uncle Ken to walk over there. Yep, I remember, and this. he looked at her and he said, "Nancy." You're going to take this medicine, and you're going to do it right now. And she looked at him, and she says, you don't tell me what to do. And he said, well, today I am. And she said, fine. And she, just fine. And she picked up the medicine, she drank it, she was like, that's the nastiest stuff ever. Um, And then she did not have a clue. She didn't even remember talking to us that way and stuff. Right. Um, but it took Uncle Ken, like, telling her, you will do this. Right. She, you know, and Mama on a given day, you know, if you tell Mama, you have to do this, or, you you know, you're not going to live, Nancy wouldn't have thought twice about it, you right. know. Right. But, um, like, it, I mean, it even got to the point to where, like, if they were going to, you know, give her medicine or, um, bless her sweet soul, she was so embarrassed by this. But they had to, like, change, um... She was, she was in diapers, you know, um, but she wanted Sean at the head of her bed and her thing was, is Sean's not going to let him drop me. Sean's not going to let him do anything to me. Sean, Sean will tell me the truth. Sean knows what's going on. Well, Sean was a paramedic and thankfully Sean knew and Sean spoke up several times. Um, you know, Sean and I have watched that man do it with his own grandmother, Mm -hmm. um, when his granny was sick, I mean, he lit into a resident one time and, mm. you know, just set that little person straight. Um, right. You know, I I watched him do it. But he understood,
0: the, Sean understood the medical side of things did, too because he was I, a paramedic yes. and he knew what they were doing. Absolutely. And, and like.
2: And that even, gave it, mama yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. Um, that we none of us could give her, you right. know, and she knew that. And, um, but she also knew that um, Sean babied her. Sean just loved to love on Nancy, mm, and um, <laughs> he, he,
0: he is the favorite, or he was. He was when he came into the picture; he's the favorite child.
1: Like
2: he, um, he
0: took that status away from both of us. So. Yeah,
2: but then Natalie came along, and like You're you remember right. that Christmas, we all got cut. She was oh. like, "Sorry, there's a grandchild now." Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like she she clung to Sean. She really did, mm-hmm. and. Tap that. Hmm. That was precious to me because he could he could be there in a way for her that I could not. Yeah, I could not help her move. I could not lift her. I could not do the things for her right. that you know she relied on him for. And, and
0: I couldn't either because I was yeah. still nursing my back back to health and like yeah. it. It
2: was yeah, it was tough. But all that to say. Oh, Sean L. Gosnell, come through again. Um, sorry. No, uh, I, I,
0: I no it. it lead, this is all leading up to
2: the day before the day Isaac well, was born. The
0: day before Isaac was born, and um, were you hospitalized early going into labor with him, or so,
2: was it, Um, I was thirty nine weeks, but he mm. was measuring forty two. <laughs>
1: Good gosh!
2: And um. My doctor decided that I, I needed to be induced, mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, save your opinions. I, I was beyond ready to have that baby, and so I signed up for induction, mm-hmm. and I ordered my epidural before they ever broke my water. Yeah. Um, Didn't happen that go around right. um, because I got a nurse that didn't want me to have one. But she quickly saw things my way. Yeah. Um, or should I say Sean Gosnell's way? <laughs> because Funny he, how that he, told her, he said, uh, no, she's going to have an epidural now. So the day before Isaac was born, um, Sean had been at the hospital with Mama sitting with her that day. Um, mm-hmm. And it, because everybody knew, you know, I was having Isaac the next day. Yeah. And so I was at home, um, I was getting. Natalie was going to stay with Mimi and Pop, Sean's mom and daddy. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mimi was going to bring her to the hospital after Isaac was born. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was at home, you know, packing the bags, getting everything ready, taking care of everything at the house. Um, And I was going to go to the hospital and see Mama, you know, and and then Sean, we were going to come home that night all that. Um, Yeah. And randomly, I get a phone call out of the blue from Aunt Brenda, she said, hey, uh, I brought Sean home over, you know, she said, I brought Sean home with me from the hospital. She said, just come on over here and pick him up. And I said, okay, like, well, I'm not going to get to see Mama today, but okay, I'll just ride over there. And on my ride over there, and I kid you not, just as plain as day. Mm-hmm. Plain as day. Because I could tell something was a little off in yep. the way Aunt Brenda talked.
0: Because on the other end of the story, I was at work. Yes. And Uncle Ken called and left a voicemail on my phone. And he said, hey, boy, when you get off work. That's come up, that's Uncle Ken, yep. hey, boy, when you get off work.
2: Come to the house. Come to the house. Yep. We need to talk
0: about some stuff. And I was and like, okay. And so,
2: um, did you beat me to the house? I don't
0: know. Y- y'all all were sitting in the living room. Okay, I couldn't remember. I,
2: I couldn't remember. Well, on the way over there. The Lord just literally, like, it was laid on my heart, and I, I said it out loud. Natalie was asleep in the back seat in her car seat, and I said it out loud. My mama has cancer. And I don't know what drove me to think that because nobody had said that to us. Yeah. Nothing. But I was like, my mama has cancer. And they're bringing me over there to tell me about it. And so got out of the car. And Brenda came out of the house and uh, she said, give me my bug. We're going to take a walk. She everybody called Natalie Natbug.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so um, she said, you go on in and talk to them. And I'm me and Natalie. And I said, Aunt Brenda, what are they fixing to tell me? And she said, just go on inside. Sean and your uncle are in there. And so I knew. Yeah. And I didn't want to go in. And I walked in the door. And neither one of them would look at me. And Uncle Ken said, come on over and have a seat. And I said, no, sir. I said, I know what you're going to tell me. And I said, you're going to tell me Mama has cancer. And him and Sean both popped up and looked at me, and I said, "Isn't know what you're going to tell me. And uh, Sean said, they found a spot on her lungs.
0: Because we, we had been down this road before, like. We we knew the conversations, we knew right. the setups, we knew. I knew like, the
2: looks from people. Like, new, we, we, knew, knew, we knew. We knew. Was, what. You know. Yeah. Um. But um. Sean told me he said Tammy just doing a routine because Mama had been in the hospital at this point for a long time, and they had done a routine chest X-ray, and um had found a spot on her lungs, and Sean said. They're they're gonna look at it more, they're gonna see, you know, what the options are, yeah. but that's where they're standing right now. So, um, you know, just wanted you to know, okay. And it was they're gonna talk to the doctors, all the doctors are gonna meet, we're supposed to know more tomorrow. And I said, Well, okay. I said, you know, it's nothing's written in stone yet. Like it's it we don't know what's gonna happen. And so, um,
0: wasn't it in within a very short period of time from, because I I mean, literally, I don't know how long it was from the time that you got there. I walk in, and uh, Aunt Brenda was in the room at that time, and y'all, like, I walk in, and y'all are all, like, sitting, and I'm like, I know what, like, I knew, I knew. You
2: walked in basically the same way. You're like, okay, what's wrong? Yeah,
0: I was like, what's wrong? Um, what's, what's you know, yeah. and, and I I, just by the way everything was set up, I was like, this is, she's got cancer, and this is getting ready to take a a bad turn.
2: And I feel like in my gut, I knew that too. Um, and so I know, like, I had to go on home and, you know, finish getting ready for the next morning. Um, had to be at the hospital early. And, you know, I'm on the labor and delivery floor. And...
0: And, and from... From our end, we were all um, – it, it kind of came to a point of the, the conversation The conversation of end-of-life treatment was coming – had to be talked about.
2: Well, what was supposed to happen that day um, is the doctor, around 2 o'clock – I won't ever forget 2 o'clock. Yeah. The doctor was going to come by and meet with you and Uncle Ken and Sean – and I don't remember if Uncle Denny was there or not at he that was. point. He okay. was. He um, And and talk about everything. And um, I mean, I couldn't be a part of the conversation because I was literally a in a bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a, a dear precious friend was with me, um, just sitting there with me, and uh, I, I knew Sean had walked over. Uh, to mama's room to be there for that and then when he walked back in the door I knew by the look on his face and I said Sean talk to me I said what did they say he said tell me we'll talk about it later let's focus on the baby and I said no we're going to talk about it right now And I'll ever forget it. I yelled at him. Um, My sweet, precious friend Amy was right there with me, and Doug Turner was in the room. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, Sean, he said Tammy. I said I said now. And uh, he said Tammy. He said "Uh, it's not good. The cancer's all over her body. And they've given her two weeks to two months to live. And uh, you know, as far as birth stories go, that's not one that I would uh I I wouldn't recommend that one. Um I would find a different birth plan, a different, yeah. <laughs> you know, a different route. Um and then I had to bring my son into this world, and, uh, that wound up having to have a C-section, which I had already begged for one, and they wouldn't give it to me, but I wound up having one anyways, and, uh, having Isaac, um, you know, that is a, a tough, tough spot to be in, um. You just brought your son into the world,, mm-hmm. and knowing that your mama, your biggest fan, the reason that you've yep. accomplished anything in life to this point um mm-hmm. she's laying in a hospital bed, not able to be with you. Yeah. And to see this baby that she was so excited about. Yeah. Um, and that was, I dealt with a lot, a lot of guilt over that. A lot of, um, what kind of mother, you know, does that? Because I was heartbroken, but at the same time, I was overjoyed. Right. Um. And that is a hard mix of emotions it was, to try to. It was surreal. It was a, one it of the most emotional.
0: It was one of the most emotionally strange days for me. Absolutely, it, and, and I'm not because this is not about me talking about you. You bringing Isaac into this world, it, but from my perspective too, like, yeah, Sean and you, like we told Sean to go be with you, and okay. because that's what y'all needed to focus on at that time, and. Y'all didn't know it until after Isaac had been born that the doctor pulled the whole family aside and, and asked for end-of-life plans. Yeah. And the only one that could give official end-of-life plans the okay on the end-of-life plans was me. Because they didn't want to... Uh, nobody know, wanted to come. Nobody tell me. wanted to walk into labor and <laughs> delivery and go. Uh, yeah. it, yes, it's kind of funny. Nobody, we didn't want right. to bring the whole crew over to labor and delivery and go. Okay, we know you're in the middle of birthing this small moose. Um, a small moose. But, yes. he was a you know, What? Moose, what, but... what? What decision? What's your? What's your vote? Yeah. You know, I, I hate to lessen it or cheapen it yeah. like that. And
2: well, and we had because of this very thing. Um, we had also Mama had added Uncle Ken as. A medical power of attorney. Yeah. Was he medical or Sean? Sean. One of them. No, I it was
0: No, it was you, me, and Sean that were medical power of attorney because yeah, okay. the way the conversation set up in the hallway while y'all were bringing Isaac yeah. into this world is that it was me, Uncle Ken, Aunt Brenda, Uncle Danny, Aunt Sandra, all the doctor pulled us all aside yeah. and right. um, the doctor directly spoke to me right. while, while right. everything was going on and- I remember asking the doctor I said okay what are my two choices and he said well, he said well you have to understand the end is going to be the same regardless of the choice so how do you want how would you like for the for the end to happen yeah which 27 28 years old
2: It's a great conversation to have <laughs> it, isn't it? It's it's a
0: conversation that yeah. in almost 10 years after my Our father passed away. We're standing literally in the same hospital. And I remember the options were laid out right there in the hallway. And for the first time, Uncle Denny, Uncle Ken, Aunt Brenda, Aunt Sandra, sat stood there quiet and looked directly at me and waited for me to make the decision. I remember Aunt Brenda was on, I think she was on my right-hand side. And when, because we had talked, you
2: felt an arm, didn't you? you we, felt an arm yeah, slide through yours. When
0: we had talked about it, and we knew that like we didn't want to drag Mama through a lot of medical care, right? And right. and we we wanted to take the hospice option because at the time the hospice house had just, I think it just opened up. I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it was a newer thing to Spartanburg Regional Care, and um, as soon as I I uttered the words. We need to I want to send her to hospice, and the doctor made me sign documentation showing that i we we wanted that because yeah. that's what we all wanted, but because you and Sean were unavailable, <laughs> it was all on it was all on me right and Rot. and I remember as i i i didn't even get my signature out and and I just broke down because I immediately got attacked like the thoughts popped into my head of, I just signed a death wish to my
2: mom. Because that is the, um, I think that's the stigmatism that goes with that. Um, but, um, she stayed in the hospital for a few more days. Um, and.
0: They moved moved her to hospice, what, on a Thursday or Friday? It was on a
2: Thursday. Isaac was born on a Tuesday. And because I had a C-section, I had, he was born, um, Tuesday, I had to stay in Wednesday and they discharged me on Thursday. Now, with the situation that was going on, with everything and like Mama Mama yeah. kept asking Aunt Brenda, has that baby been born yet? Has that baby been born yet? And Ain't Brenda would say, Yes, and he's beautiful, you know, like Aunt Brenda would tell her. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to get him over there to mama. Yeah. And Sean he begged and pleaded. Sean went to the higher-ups in the hospital, you know, this is the situation. We need to take this baby to see her. They would not, for security purposes, allow the baby, would not allow Isaac to leave the floor without me. Well, they wouldn't allow me to go off the floor. Because you
0: still had medication and stuff in you and all that. It was
2: the liability thing, you know, and I mean, I understand all that, but at the same time, that's the boy's daddy, let him, you know, carry him over there, whatever. Like, this is a – but anyways, they weren't ugly about it in any ways. I mean, they were very supportive. They were very, very gracious. Yeah. Um, It. you know, and I understand that, but at the same time, I was like, geez. But now – and I don't know if you remember this or not, and I – oh, my gosh. I had pretty much held it together, you know, through the labor and delivery, through the surgery, um – on and on and on, and so get down to uh, the maternity floor. Okay, they send you to the maternity floor, and it's at this point that you know all the family gets to come into the room and all that, and so you know people are coming in and all this, and so, um, my sweet little nurse came in for the night, mm. and she was an, she wasn't old by any means, right. but she was older than me. Right. Um, she was probably in her late thirties, early forties. Um. And uh, she walked over to me, and she said, Honey, I've heard all about your story, and I want you to know we're going to take care of you and that baby. And she said, Whatever you need. Mm. And Sean asked her, he said, Thank you so much. He said, "What? What's your name? And the woman turned around and looked at me, and she said, My name is Nancy. Hmm. And at that point, everybody in the room, I, I don't know where you were. Yeah. Everybody in the room just kind of turned and looked at her. And I just busted out crying. And uh, she said, oh, honey, what's wrong? And I said, my mama's name is Nancy. Mm. And that sweet nurse, she sat down on the side of my bed and she loved on me. Yeah. And just let me cry. And, uh, all that to say, Thursday, we get discharged. We literally had to go out the front doors of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Sean put us in the car. We drove around to the outpatient building and we got to go to the outpatient building and get out because JC Rogers was still working over there. <laughs> yeah. And it was quicker to get up that way. Yeah. And he let us park the car right there. Right. And, uh, Went up and, uh, she got to see him, and she held him as best she could. Yeah. Um, and she kissed him. (laughs) Yeah. Not many people could hold him Yeah. He was nine pounds, eight ounces, and, uh, like, 21, right at 22 inches long. Yeah. Um, but, uh. We took pictures and uh, they were waiting for us to come and show her the baby because that was our, um, that was our request. Yeah. Don't tell her that she's going to hospice until she has seen the baby and we can be there. Wow. Yeah. And. Because
0: uh, mama knew what hospice care was. Oh yeah. She, and, because she had dealt with it with daddy.
2: Yeah. And so uh, the doctor came in. And uh, sat on the foot of her bed. And he told her, he's, I don't I don't remember the, the sweet man's name, yeah. but he was a precious, precious man. Right. And uh, he told her, he said, I am Dr. So-and-so, and I'm here to talk to you today um, about hospice. Mm. And she just kind of looked at him, and she listened to everything he had to say. And uh, I'm in a chair bawling my eyes out. Sean's standing right beside her. Ain't hey, Brenda's there. hmm uh, were you there? I, I was don't, not I don't think I you were there I was working, that day. Yeah. Um at that moment.
0: Because y'all would y'all and Aunt would be
2: Sandra was there. Ain Sandra was there. Y'all
0: would be there during the day and around <laughs> three yeah. o'clock I'd come in and pull night shift until they yes. until they kicked clo- you out. Kicked me out. Yeah. And and that was tough too because Mama didn't want me to leave, but I had to leave. Right. And I, I remember was hard for me is is walking away.
2: Told you we should have talked about something else. Well, it was
0: it was hard because there was there was a lot of guilt that I would hear her yelling for me, but I had to leave. Yeah. Or else I would be I'd be escorted out by Spartanburg County Police. Like, yeah, there you, was you no were choice.
2: To leave where she was at. Yeah, and
0: so. I would leave that. I would leave the hospital eleven thirty. I mean, I w- I would stay past the point. Like the nurse, nurses knew. They would let knew. you stay, yeah. The nurses knew that I would have to. <clears throat> they would wait till the last minute to come remove me. And I remember one of a girl that I was on drumline with was a nurse on that floor, and she was always night shifting. and and she would come in. Alicia would come in, and she would say, "All right, you got to go." I said, "Okay," and and. I, I would hear Mama yelling for me as I got on the elevator, yeah. and mentally that 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 messed with me mentally for a long time too. On top of me having to sign the the order for her to be put in hospice care and all of that, um, it was it was tough. Like it was hard. And the whole time you don't think about it, but you're going, you, you, this thought doesn't cross your mind, but you just wonder how God's going to use this for, for his glory. Like as hard as it is for both of us. And now we're sitting here almost 12 years later talking about this. Um, and it, and it's, it's tough. Um, but I was, I was exhausted <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we all Absolutely. were not it negating what yeah. you had to deal with with the baby. Go but ahead. I was I, I was leaving, not getting home till 12, oh. back up at four, working till two, yeah. back at the hospital at three. And to
2: stay. Again, yeah. And and
0: that was not just a couple of days. That was almost a month, month and a half, almost two months oh, of, yeah. of that of that routine.
2: I will ever forget. Um, one morning I would I would always call her and talk to her like on my way to the hospital. Um, because whether Mimi kept Natalie for a while or, uh, Aunt Brenda kept her or there were days that she went up there with me, I would take toys and she would play in the room up there with mama. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, there was one morning I called up there to talk to her and I kept calling and calling and she wouldn't answer the phone. So I called the nurse's desk and, uh, the nurse, she knew who I was, you know, she said, well, let me go check on her. And she came back and she said, "Honey, she said, she's not going to talk to you. She can't answer the phone. She she doesn't. She's not coherent. She doesn't. She doesn't know." And that for me, that one was rough.
0: Yeah. Once once we got her to transition to hospice care, it almost felt like. I don't want to say this in a negative way, but it was almost like she got to be a part, and it sounds weird saying this, but she got to be a part of her funeral.
2: Okay, so... Which is here, weird, yeah. but like... But here is my big, big, great big plug for hospice. Yeah. Um, Our personal experience with hospice was nothing but God-given. Right. Um. I... At first, I was like, "Oh no, my mom is not going to hospice," and Uncle Ken, yeah. <laughs> again, yep. he looked at me and he said, "You can't handle this right now." Yeah, he said, "Physically, you cannot handle this." Right, and he said, "We are all going to do this, right. and it's going to be okay." Yep. So I said, "Okay, let's let's go." So uh, that Thursday. That uh, we were discharged, and she she got to see Isaac. Hmm. I do not ever forget. She looked at that doctor, and she said, Well, doctor, thank you for being so kind. Because uh, she did have moments of cohesive clearness. Mm-hmm. You know, she was kind of... Yep. And again, it depended on whatever function was yeah. not quite right. But she looked at that doctor, and she said, But I want you to do me a favor. And she... Ripped the sheet off the, of her feet. <laughs> and she said, I want you to look real good at the bottom of my feet, both of them. And he did. And she looked, and, and he, the doctor looked, and he said, okay. She said, do you see anything on the bottom of my feet? Yeah. He said, no, ma'am, or is something wrong? She said, you don't see an expiration date stamped on the bottom of my feet. Huh. She said, I'll leave this world when the good Lord wants me to. Wow. And she said, if I go to hospice house, I can go to hospice house. Mm-hmm. And she just smiled at him and said, thank you for coming. Like, you know, but that's, that, Nancy. That, that's, that's, that's Nancy. That's our mama
0: right there. That wasn't yeah. the amount like. No. Um, um but, She
2: had a few moments yeah. of super clear, like mama was there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you had a morning with her like that.
0: Yeah, I had a morning with her like that. Um. And and when she came to, we were all settled in the hospice house, and I remember it was Aunt Brennan and Uncle Ken. And I, of course, I was sitting beside her, you know, holding her hand, just kind of. When you start to process these things, you know, like here we are going through all this again, and I'm I'm watching TV, and I feel her squeeze my hand, <laughs> and I look over. And she just looks at me. And she's like, "Hey, baby, what are you doing?" I said, "Hey, mama, how are you feeling?" She's like, "I'm hungry." <laughs> <Yeah>. She <laughs> she said, "She said, what time is it?" I said, "You know, it was, it was like eight nine o'clock." And she said, "What what?" She said, is "Saturday morning?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." And and she said, "Go get us a biscuit." Cause that was Mama's thing too. She always wanted a biscuit. Go get us, yeah. Go get us said, a biscuit. Go
2: get us a biscuit.
0: Go get us a biscuit. And um, we would, you know. Aunt
2: Brenda went and got sausage biscuits. No,
0: Aunt Brenda went and got great. she I said, "What kind of biscuit you want?" I she mean. wanted. She said, "I want." She said, "I want a Hardee's biscuit and gravy." And and within minutes, Aunt Brenda was back at the hospice house with a biscuit and gravy. Mm-hmm. And we prepped it, put it on the thing, and she sat there and just talked to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, she didn't, it was mama protecting me. And she didn't, she was playing poker and she didn't want me to know. Well. Even though I did know. And she wanted to, she wanted to just.
2: That, and I think it was a gift from the Lord. Because. And yeah. Brenda had called me when she went to go get the biscuits and she was like, I'm not trying to rush you," she said. "But your mama is awake this morning, and she's doing really good. And she asked for a biscuit, and so, like me and Sean jumped up, and like yeah. we were trying to get Natalie and Isaac like to get there, you know. Yeah. Um. And we got there. I don't know, eleven ish. And by the time we got there, she was already gone again. Like she was. She was
0: falling back into her coma. Yeah. It,
2: well, I, I don't. It wasn't a coma, but she wouldn't. Like, she wouldn't wake up easily. Yeah. I don't know what you call that. I, I, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. um, And I just remember, you know, by this point, people had found out Mama was in hospice house. And that day, there was a ton of people. And it through continued through Sunday. <sighs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, And I remember that, like, Sunday after church was the busiest time. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I was staying there, and, and Rex Blanton walks into the room because Rex Rex helped me out a lot. Um, with losing and Daddy, and um, he uh, he realized that I was just straight overwhelmed. And he grabbed me by my arm, and he said, "Come on, we're going outside." And if you've ever been to, like the hospice houses, like they're really cool how they're set up because it's this huge room, it's, it's a such living room, really living is. room, and then outside is a porch <laughs> set up. And Rex took me outside and just had one of those. Fatherly conversations with me, just preparing me for what yep you know it was a loving conversation, it was a relaxed conversation, but it was a conversation of of him preparing me for what was what was to come,
1: yeah,
0: and um, i McKenna doesn't like this story being told and and you kept it from me for. I don't wanna say she, she doesn't like the story being told.
2: Oh. But you kept it
0: you kept it for me. <coughs>
2: Excuse me.
0: You kept it for me for probably about six to seven months after mama passed away.
2: Well part of that was I didn't think about it. Yeah. I did not it didn't cross my mind. And then I did not want right. uh to I, I didn't want you I didn't want there to be an underlying sense of, well, that's what I have to do. Yeah. I believed the same thing, but I wanted it to happen. Naturally. As it was supposed to happen.
0: Because at, the, at this time, <laughs> this was a, the time and the season of McKenna and I were not dating.
2: Right. And, and Nancy was a huge McKenna fan. Oh, let's just my gosh. Say
0: that. It was gross how big of a fan she was <laughs> of McKenna. Um, but she... um. You tell that part of the story. I, so,
2: I okay, so we were just, this was before it got, like, bad. Was it
0: after my conversation that I had with her on Saturday? Because you, you were sitting beside her on the, like, she had a moment of clarity with you, too. So,
2: she did, at the hospice house, she did. Yeah. So, um, but this conversation that where she talked about McKenna happened before hospice house. Like okay. before she started losing right. clearness. Like this was just one of those times where she was in and things couldn't get regulated and okay. we had not hit I thought it hit. happened at the hospice house. No, okay. It, this one right. did not. So we were having a conversation one day and I don't know, you you had done something and aggravated her, I don't know, or she was laughing at you. I don't really remember right. the whole But we were talking about you. And uh she said, you know, she said that boy, she's like he's gonna get it together. She said, I have no doubt in my mind. And uh she said, and I don't care what he says, he and McKenna will get married one day. Nancy claimed it. Look, she She straight up like she was like, This will happen because and and I I don't think Nancy I don't believe in prophesying. You know that. That is not what I'm getting at. Mama knew her child, and Mama knew the situation. Yeah, and and she loved her family too. Right. She loved him and Kim. Mama, this is just something mamas know. Mamas can tell you know. Most mamas can tell you how it's going to be. Right. Okay. Not that mamas can like, yep, that's who's going to marry. But, but mama knew because of everything that has surrounded your and McKenna's relationship and everything that was going on. Right. And mama was like, he's just got to get out of his own way first. Yeah. Like Jimmy will marry McKenna. Well, when I told you that, <laughs> you were not the happiest with me. Yeah. Um, because you had kind of, I think at that point you and McKenna had started opening that, line of conversation back up or yeah. communication rather yeah but uh let's just say uh Nancy august right. the 31st <laughs> two years later
0: yeah 20. she would have been
2: doing her little mm-hmm. i was right yeah I was right. sitting huh. right there on the front yeah. row oh yeah perched up but, but, but the uh,
0: the hospice house you know was was the beginning i, I kind of look at it as the beginning of her funeral as as yeah. sad as that may sound and
2: it's be- it was better than a funeral. And that right. sounds really like twisted and sick to say. Right. But until you've been in this situation, it's hard to explain. Right. Because a funeral is boom, boom, boom. You do these things, you line up here, you sit here, the Pastor, preacher says yeah. this. Like it's it's a it's a series of events that happen right. that people come to and expect. And it's done. And it's over with. Right. Not to be gruesome, but throw the dirt on it, we're done. Right. You know? Um, but with the hospice house, it allowed us all... It, the hospice house, and she was at the one on Jeff Davis Drive. Yeah. Okay? Um, right at, at the address Yeah, of right off Asheville yeah. Highway. And uh, I did not have any, like, I, I was not excited about it. I was... Just didn't want any part of it. Um. But even down to fa- other families that were there yeah. that would speak to us. Yeah. Um, In a weird
0: way, it was it, almost like a neighborhood. I hate it was to say
2: family atmosphere I, because like, everybody's <laughs> going through the same thing, right?
0: And when you go the the lounge room, the whatever family like
2: the I forgot what they called it. All
0: I remember is they had great free sweet tea at the time,
2: and they would bring in (laughs) you know they would bring in food and stuff, and come to find out that was other families that had been through this situation that would bring stuff back to to help others. Um, But uh, the nurses that were there, the care staff, even down to the custodians and the the, the people there in that hospital, those people were some of the most incredibly loving and caring people. Those people had been called to their job unlike any others I have ever seen. And they were aware of what
0: was going on. Absolutely.
2: They knew when I walked in the door. Who you were. Walked in the door pushing a baby stroller. Uh I, there was a nurse that came over to me, and she said, honey, she said, you need, you're need you going to sit down, and you're going to put your feet up. Yeah. She said, we're going to take care of everything for you. Mm-hmm. And she said, your mama is going to be loved on and cared for. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're here, yeah. and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And they did. They loved on Isaac. They, you know, of course, everybody, I don't know that Isaac was ever put down his first week of life. Yeah. But um, all that to say— you know, I had a complication from my C section where right. the nerves did not regenerate where they were supposed to, mm-hmm. and it came to a point where I physically could not lift move. I couldn't do yeah. anything. Um,
0: and that's that's one of the two things too. Uh, like, um, you know, I I don't want to like make light of the the hospice process, but our our mom was what only in hospice four or five days.
2: So, that she went in that Thursday afternoon. Right. Um, she was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and she passed away Monday morning.
0: Yep. Who called you?
2: So, nobody called me. Somebody called Sean. People Shawn. wouldn't call me. Somebody called Sean. <laughs> they Shawn. called Sean. Who Aunt called? Brenda, was, it, was Aunt Brenda? Aunt Brenda called Sean, and I talked to Aunt Brenda. Yeah. Um, but, um, or it may have been Uncle Ken that called Sean first. Yeah. We had gone by Mama's. hmm to do something check on the dogs yeah do, i don't remember why we had gone by mama's house right. um but we had been called and told that it was probably going to be that day yeah that um the signs were like the the breathing right the, that sound that you talked mm-hmm. about with daddy things were starting to happen that yeah it's not going to be much longer and so we were in the process of making our way down there. Yeah. And I will never in a million years forget this. Um, Patty Grubbs. Mm-hmm. Um, she had Natalie. Um, once Mama went into hospice house, Patty was at home. She, um, her youngest was yep. born just a few weeks before Isaac was. Wow. And um, she was at home and she had her middle. Well, I think all of her babies were still at home. Yeah. But um, Patty said, bring me Natalie. Mm-hmm. She will be here with us. She will play. It. It's going to be fine. You don't need to worry about her. Yeah. So Patty had Natalie. We had taken her to Nat, or to Patty. Right. And Natalie was in her element, taking care of a baby and telling boys what to do. Um, <laughs> and she's so, actually doing that right
0: now, taking care of Maddox. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. But uh, and if she was at home, she'd be telling the boys what to do. Yeah. Um. But so Natalie was with Patty. we had Isaac with us because he was just a couple of days old yeah and uh I I was I don't know we were in different parts of the house right and I heard Sean on the phone and he said hey Uncle Ken yes sir yes sir oh really and it was just the way his voice changed and he said okay we're on the way and I knew immediately yeah but at the same time, I felt such a peaceful freeing feeling come over me. Yeah. Because she was immediately in the presence of the Lord. Right. <laughs> Everything that she ever had to worry about. And, and go through here on earth. Yeah. That was no longer of any concern. Yeah. And as much as she loved her family, mm-hmm. immediately, it was of no concern to her because she was at the feet of God. I mean, yeah. that's just, when you think about that. Right. Um, when you when you truly can process
0: Did everything that she taught us growing up and everything Absolutely that it was,
2: we saw and that's one thing And
0: wasn't was a reality at that point. Yeah. And, and a lot of people and I i <laughs> saw saw something the other day of of you know, thinking about did God really answer the prayers our prayers of healing our mama?
2: Without a doubt. I
0: mean, absolutely he did absolutely. He healed her, healed her whole and gave her eternal life. Um, like we will, like the, the reality of eternity still from sometimes blows my mind and and thinking that, yes, we will see our mother again. We will see our father again. Like that, that's, that's a joy behind this whole thing. Um, and were you, were you with Sean when he called me?
2: He called you. I was putting Maddox, Maddox, Lord love it. <laughs> I was putting Isaac in right. the car seat right. in the car to get ready to go. Um, and Sean called you. Um, we were in. I think we were in the driveway, and he called you. Yeah. I don't. I I couldn't really hear what was said because. Our next door neighbor, mm-hmm. the one that saw Daddy fall, yep. saw us there at the house and he walked over there mm-hmm. and uh, he said, well, how's your mama doing? And I said, his, his name was Larry. I said, Larry, we just got the phone call. She's passed away. And uh, he hugged me yeah. and he had tears in his eyes and that right there spoke to volumes to me because number one growing up next door with larry yeah. nothing got by larry yeah larry ratted me out more than one time
0: mm-hmm. he knew exactly <laughs> he knew, when and, we, yeah. but at the
2: same time to have that in a neighbor <laughs> yeah. you know um
0: cheryl's the same way now
2: <laughs> oh cheryl took over as the mayor <laughs> my, and cheryl and jeremy mama loves right. cheryl and jeremy oh my stars she loved them um Jeremy used to bring her back these little uh, maple candies mm-hmm. we uh, Canada. Yep. from Canada. Yep. And she literally, she would not share those things. She would like give me one and she'd be like, these are my Canadian candies and you can't have it. She, uh, she fussed at me
0: many a time for yeah. trying to touch those things.
2: Yeah. 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 And she rationed those things. Oh she was just, she thought that was the best. But anyways, sorry. No. But, uh, I, that was, I, I couldn't hear Sean's conversation with you, but, uh, and so when we got to, well, it, let me tell this, um, because I did not tell my moment uh, that I had with Mama,
1: yeah.
2: um, of the clarity where you knew, like, she was there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it was that Saturday that we had tried to get there. Right. And um, all day long, people in and out and, like, you know, um, people that wanted to stop by that had kids and stuff, you know. And yeah. there was just so much noise and just so much. And I was sitting there holding Maddox. And I was on the couch. You and know, Isaac. Did I do it again? did it again. <laughs> I did not have Maddox. I had Isaac, 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 Isaac. I had Bubba. Um, and uh, I can still remember the outfit he had on. Um, and I was just sitting there holding him. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. It's finally quiet in here. Um, and just total silence. I was sitting across the bed. Bay- I was sitting across from the foot of the bed on a couch that was there, and I was just looking at Maddox and just being thankful Isaac. that it was quiet. What in the world? <laughs> you I'm did losing it again! My mind. Oh my gosh! No, it's okay. Ooh. Isaac, 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 Isaac. <laughs> I was holding Isaac. Yeah, Isaac, my son. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, I looked up. Yeah. And Mama was looking at me like she had like laser bait like she was like zoning in on me yeah and I said well hey she said hey (laughs) I said what you doing she said what are you doing (laughs) I said well I'm holding Isaac
0: your grandson
2: (laughs) I said I'm holding Isaac and she kind of lifted her head like she's trying to look at him so I I got up and I walked Mm -hmm. over there and I scooted a chair up and I was holding him like this and she was looking at him and Mama, when she would first wake up, she had, like, a grumpy face. Oh, yeah. Like, it was almost like Grumpy Cat until she, got she coffee started yeah. functioning. Yep. And so she was just kind of looking at me, and she'd look at him, and she'd say, He's pretty. <laughs> and I said, Well, thank you. And I said, Mama, how are you doing? And she said, Fine. <laughs> like, she, like, she was mad almost. Um,
0: Good. You deserved it.
2: Right. <laughs> She's mad at me through the whole thing. I, well, I know. And so... Uh, I looked at her, I said, Mama, can I talk to you about something? And she said, yeah, what's wrong? And I said, do you understand where you are? And she said, yeah, hospice house. And I said, Mama, do you understand what's going on? And she said, yeah. I said, Mama, do you understand you're going home? Mm. And uh, she looked at me, she said, Home? I said, not 125. I said, do you understand that you are going home? And I said, you are going to see the face of God. (laughs) And uh, Mm. she had the biggest smile come across her face. (laughs) And she said, I'm going home, baby. Mm. (laughs)
1: And,
2: uh, And I said, mama. I said, and she kept looking at Isaac, just look, Isaac, yeah, I said Isaac. You said Isaac, yeah. <laughs> you said Isaac. And uh, she just kept looking at him and, like, just, like, just, like, this very serious, like, she was concentrating on him.
1: Right.
2: And I said, Mama, I need you to do me a favor. And now don't get on me about my theology. I'm right. not, like, this is just, this is one of those moments, yeah. okay? And I said, Mama, I need you to do me a favor. And I said, you won't be here to rock Isaac. I said, but I have a baby in heaven waiting on me. And I said, will you rock that baby for me <laughs> until I get there? <laughs> and uh, she had this thing with an act. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, she had this thing with Natalie. And she would say, rock, rock. You ready to rock, rock?
0: I remember that. And
2: Natalie would run around, rock, rock, <laughs> rock chip, rock. chip, mama, chip. <laughs> and so uh, she looked at me and she smiled. And she said, yeah, we'll rock, rock. And my mama <laughs> closed her eyes. And I never talked to my mama again. Mm. But all that to say, that was nothing but a gift from the Lord himself because to have that moment with her, yeah, for you to have that morning Mm -hmm. with her. And, you know, to be able, and I won't ever forget this either, Mike Hamlet, he called and talked to me and Sean. And uh, I got on the phone with him. We were riding home from the hospice house. And he said, "Tammy," he said, "I just, I just wanted to talk to you." And uh, he said, uh, "I, I don't have words." He said, "Everything that y'all have been through," and he said, "Now with, you know, with Isaac and everything." And I told him, I said, "Mike," I said, "I said Pastor Mike." Yeah. I, I didn't call him just Mike. I said Pastor Mike. I said, "What most people don't understand is," I said, "Our mama gave us." The most precious gift mm-hmm. ever in the world that any parent could give a child. I said we're we're crying and we're sad because she's gone. But Pastor Mike, I said it's just temporary. I said our mama. She, I said she's at the feet of God. There's there's nothing to be sad about. Yeah. I said yes, I've lost her here. I said but what a gift to know yeah. beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Where she's at. And that I will see her again. Mm-hmm. And that this is just temporary. I said, and for that alone, I said, I'm so thankful.
1: Yeah.
2: I said, that is beyond any gift she could have ever given us, is to not have to worry about that. To not have to wonder. Yeah, And, you know, that's one thing about Mama. She did not have this pretty little packaged up with a bow, you know, Nancy was not a Bible study girl, like, you know, a group Bible study girl. Nancy was not uh, half the time, the Sunday school classes that she was supposed to go into. (laughs) She didn't. She didn't (laughs) because uh, she didn't have time for that. Yeah. She, Mama lived a true faith.
0: Yeah.
2: Mama Relied on the Lord more than most people could ever fathom and dream. Yeah.
0: And, and looking back on it, her spiritual gift was the gift of service. Like Holy that's smokes. The, that's the way she loves people, and and yeah, it it transferred to you a little bit because I mean that's how you love on people too. Is, a little is, bit. Thanks for that. So, You're there. <laughs> so, but I think like, and we can we can share stories. Like, of course, the funeral was tough. Of course. Every year, May 16th rolls around, and we struggle with that day. Yeah. We think about it. We, you know, go to, uh, you know, I call me bad if you want to call me bad, but I still struggle with going to Mom and Daddy's grave today because I know that when I go, it's like I'm going to spend like 20 minutes there just crying.
2: So... um it's funny. I I have never been by myself. Yeah. Not even to put flowers on.
0: I've been by myself <laughs> several <had> times.
2: <laughs> Poor old Sean. Um yeah. and he's usually the one that reminds me, uh, Tammy, we need to take flowers and put on the grave. Um I and mama would make fun of me for this. Yeah. But uh I mean I love flowers. I have a business where I make flowers for other people. Yeah. Um, but making those flowers to go on my mama's grave, mm-hmm. that's about the least interested I ever am in, in doing flowers. a flower arrangement. Yeah. Literally from day one, do you know who has picked the colors and the flowers to go on mama's grave? It's either been it usually Natalie. Yeah. And I let Natalie pick out and Lord, she's picked out some some Jesus. out there stuff. But at the same time, that was Nancy. Nancy had a flare. Yeah. You
0: know. And that little flares in Natalie too.
2: <laughs> Praise Jesus it is. Um, and that mouth. Yeah. She's got Mama's mouth yep. and spunk. But uh or Sean will say, Hey, this is really pretty, this needs to go in your mama's grave. I that's just something that I'm just like, you know, like I know I need to put stuff on there. Right. But like I'm just like, eh, whatever okay
0: yeah so that like the aftermath of everything and and kind of as we wrap all this up like the aftermath for me learning uh, you know had having learned the lesson of don't get mad at god but understand what god's going to do through it um i've been a, you know I've, I've shared this with you several times and I've, I've been able to sit down with several students in my student ministry and several people and just oh
1: yeah
0: when they find out that we both have lost our parents and I, I had lost my, both of my parents by the time I was 20, 28, 20, yep. 27, 28. Um, it allows us to gain a, a corner of influence with people that ha, are experiencing loss or have lost. Absolutely. Even, even people like it's, it's humbling to me when, when older people experience loss and, and I'm, I'm like,
1: been, I'm, there, been
0: there with you yeah. and I, and I know what's going on yeah. in there. And so it's hard to say this going through like I think the hardest day of my life was going through my wedding and oh, and, I know. That and not was... having not having mama there um and I might over-cried. be thankful I might be thankful that we and, and it's gonna sound weird but probably a good thing that we didn't have our opinions from the gallery you know but it it was it was still hard when like you came and placed the rose right there at that corner seat and just knowing that and even with us adopting Maddox, like
2: Oh yeah. The oh. day that
0: I held the day that yeah. I held Maddox in South Georgia, like my mom, mom like my mama's never gonna like yeah. Maddox is never gonna know who Nancy is. Yep. And what got me the other day was was I was playing and Maddox noticed you know how we we have the two pictures of mom and daddy right, right there yeah. and and he noticed those pictures and he started reaching out for him he doesn't he doesn't reach for things like no
2: he, he doesn't yeah but you know
0: he, he started reaching for it and just there's still those moments where you get overwhelmed and you realize these truths and and you work through that process and you go God I know and understand the reasoning that you're I've seen your you get the glory for this in a bigger way. Absolutely. And I understand that. And I know that, that your purposes are definitely not my purposes and all this other stuff. And and I've seen God use it for his glory in, in multiple ways. And, um, but still it's just proof and proven point. We're, we're sitting here and we're just crossing over the two hour mark of, we still deal with grief with this today as brother and sister. But I think,
2: well, and I think, too, at the same time, like, typically I can – I about fell off the stool. <laughs> I can typically discuss any of this without, like, busting out crying. Right. But, like, to sit down and, like, literally talk about it all the way through, yeah. I mean, that's not something you do on a regular basis. But
0: sit down across from me, your brother, who went beside you through it all. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was
2: – And I – I think for me, like, you know, you when Daddy died, you went through that year of being angry. Yeah. Um, but there were things, you know, that I had dealt with before Daddy's death. Yeah. That I had kind of walked through that anger stage um, with some things in life uh, that I, I didn't get angry. Right. I think I became resigned and complacent right. for me. Right. Um, and then when you when you realize, you know, when you have that moment of, and, and, and we were laughing about this earlier, but I am, I cannot tell you the steps of grief. I cannot tell you what's normal, what's not. Right. I am the last person that you're going to see sign up for some sort of group Discussion, counseling, you know, that's just me. I turn into God's word. Mm-hmm. I turn into my, like I, I go inward yeah. and I just I soak it all in and I take it all in and yeah. I process it. And when I'm ready to start spitting it back out, mm-hmm. I will.
0: And that literally, I learned my lesson the first time, but, but burying myself into God's word was the the greatest thing that's helped, that helped me heal because shortly after mom's death, things went south at the first church that I served at.
2: And then, then, which led
0: me, led me to Athens. And Uh there was a, there was a, that was kind of a wilderness moment for me. And, (laughs) and even though I was surrounded by, you know, McKenna's family and it was a great place for me to be in, but it, but it was a time of, I think really God, helping me still work through the grief and really showing me like, Hey, I'm going to use this for my glory. You you
2: hear all the cheesy cliches about those refining moments, but it truly is a refining process. Um, And by no means am I saying you're going to come out on the other side, that bright, shiny diamond because you're not.
0: And it's always going to be hard. Absolutely. The day, the anniversaries of the death, January 7th, um, and when I, when I see somebody's birthday, that's either 1948 or 1949 or 1947, like I think about, and I see that person alive and I'm like, okay, that's kind that's, of that's the, age range, be, that's right, the age range, right. that's the age range mom and daddy would be in. right? Um, but to a person that has just lost a loved one. Oh, just going through.
2: Oh, my heart.
0: What maybe some encouragement for them.
2: So don't Set expectations on yourself. Don't look to others for expectations um, or what's normal. Um, There is no normal at this point. Um, The abnormal is your new normal. Um, Don't allow yourself to be to be overcome with. Well, let me back up on that. Um, for the believer mm-hmm. who has lost someone, yeah, that was a believer. Focus on that. Yeah. Focus on the gift that God has given you in that. Um. It's it's tears. You got to get through the tears. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Because you know, you, as you've seen it, it it's always going to be hard to talk about. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. it's also good to talk about too. Oh, yeah.
2: It, it's very it's very good to to revisit mm-hmm. um but those tears eventually become you'll start laughing and like have, you do the ugly laugh and the, it, or you know the ugly yeah. cry you start doing that together and, um,
0: and God know this that God will God will bring joyful moments back into our lives because like exactly moment in case right now, we're sitting here kind of wrapping up our conversation about our, our parents passing away. <laughs> and we hear Maddox's feet running down the hallway from where we're recording the podcast. And, and that's a joyful moment. Like, that's the cool thing that I've, I'm thankful for is that um, regardless of what stage of life that I've been in, is that you and Sean have fought to keep a sense of family for us. Even though it was awkward at Christmas time when I didn't have anybody to bring to the table or anything like that, like, <laughs> the, like the literally the hardest moment of my life was was and I don't golly. Um, like,
2: <laughs> you called me that morning or no, you texted me. Oh uh, d- yeah, th- listen, yeah, that was hard. <laughs> but
0: what was harder was the birthday that I had after.
2: Uh, oh, my birthday sucked. And I hate that word well uh, well sorry. my
0: brother well y'all had literally the day before pulled out for Oklahoma y'all were in transit to Oklahoma yep. and y'all looked at me and you of course you said hey Jimmy I I, I made you a cake it's on, in the refrigerator freezer or something like that you weren't
2: there and I wasn't like, there I wanted you to know but right
0: like, and y'all were gone I had a key to y'all's house and I had to go take care of it what I think the,
2: you stayed there
0: uh, no, no I, I st- the night even after the night mama died I stayed in the house by myself.
2: But you you took care of everything. And yeah, you took care of Skeeter. Was Skeeter there anyway? You yeah. Go, anyway, so I
0: was there. I was there taking care of the doll or whatever. And I remember like it it being a the, one of the worst moments of my yep. m- my morning experience. Morning m o u r n morning of losing Mama was sitting there eating that frozen birthday cake on like June 29th, the day before my birthday, by myself in your house. I cried the whole time. Oh, I know. I cried the whole stinking time. Back
2: up 10 days to my birthday. Yeah. And as much as I love you and Sean, y'all have gotten better over the years. Did we okay? mess up, Did I mess something up? Y'all screwed up my birthday so bad. I'm it perfect. was literally. It's all on him. No, listen. <laughs> you got married. It was I'm done. Literally. Well, I mean, we were trying to get ready to go to Oklahoma and everything. And uh, so... It literally didn't dawn on anybody that it was my birthday. I didn't have a cake. I didn't have a card. Oh
1: gosh! I
2: didn't have anything, and I can remember sitting in Mama's driveway at the house, and I was just crying. Yeah. And you and Sean were like, "What is wrong with?" And I'm like, "It's my birthday!" And then both of y'all were like, "Oh my gosh!" And like, that just that was just horrible. We forgot about it. Yeah. Um. But now, on your birthday, what you're not saying is, we had been in Oklahoma, because of Sean's job, nope, we had to get
0: at your table, at your house, by myself, alone. That's all the people need to know.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what, like, two weeks into our Oklahoma trip, you flew out there and yeah. spent, like, several I spent, days... I
0: spent about a week and a half of y'all in Oklahoma, which was yeah. interesting, but it was still Oklahoma, flat. Oklahoma. Good, good beef, but that's about it. Um but it, but here's the thing too and, and to anybody that may be listening to this our um we are always open to offer encouragement or you know if you you guys want to ask any questions about our experience of of what God's brought us through in um the loss of both of our parents um we're we're open books we we will we will share with you everything you know yeah. any anything that we've learned and Um, you know, I, it's crazy to say this, but I'm thankful. I'm not thankful that I lost my parents, but I'm thankful for the lessons that God's taught me through the the pain and the loss of losing.
2: And that's where the thankfulness comes in. Um, I think for me, and again, this is just how mama had taught us, you know, you be thankful in all circumstances because do you remember mama's little phrase? Joy. No. She put
0: the, well that was the joy thing for me
2: well that was part of it but yeah. like Mama's favorite little thing to say was but for the grace of God there go we there go we yeah um and like it rolled my eyes like mama just stopped but like literally that was her way of saying you be thankful yeah you know you be thankful yeah. that you know, you can laugh about the time that, like, you literally had two pair of blue jeans, you know? <laughs> yep. And, jogging right. suit, too. <laughs> <laughs> you love jogging suits. You love you little jogging suits. <laughs> little this Jimbo. Is, this is weird. Um, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, whether it was the best of times or the worst of times. Right. You know, Nancy's thing in everything was – you be thankful.
0: In all circumstances. Yep.
2: And (laughs) I laugh because, you know, we went through some pretty lean times at our house. Understatement.
0: Um, (laughs) But, yeah.
2: It it is an understatement. But uh, the grocery store, like, me and Jimmy, we were laughing about this the other day, about how, you know, just getting to go, like, on a big grocery store trip was like.
0: A sign that times were good.
2: Like, well, and like it was like better than Christmas. Yeah. And, uh,
0: excuse the blower in the background if you hear it.
2: Uh, if I could see what loan company it's with, I'd give them a plug, but I can't see Yeah. It <laughs> um, but they're doing a really good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh but, uh, you know, and like right now there's a grocery list on my kitchen island of mm. things that I need to get. Um, but at the same time, I have not one pantry, but two pantries. Yeah. I have not one refrigerator, but two refrigerators.
0: But you're also feeding six mouths. Too.
2: I am. And two of those boys are Never. growing boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I also still have a 40-year-old brother that roams through my house twice a day. Because you always
0: I, have something good on the kitchen table or the kitchen counter oh, to eat. Oh, thank you. Look at always.
2: you being sweet. Pfft. Anyways. So for um, this
0: morning, you didn't have anything, but, I mean, you were doing omelets or something. I made it? omelets, but
2: yeah. I made omelets early anyways. Yeah. Um, what you didn't know is there was cake in the refrigerator. Yeah. There's Maddox. But, um, <laughs> it's yeah. um, but um, you know, I, I look at myself sometimes. I catch myself in moments of, or like, when I've been to the grocery store. Right. And, like, just knowing that, like, I just spent, like, too much money at the grocery store. Yeah. But then I'm like, if Nancy could see me right now, she would laugh her head off right. at me. You know, she would say, Tammy, what in the world? Why do you need two pantries? Well, mm-hmm. I I mean I, I cook everything. We don't yeah. eat out often at yeah. all. But all that to say, um, just just having that and knowing, you know, what mama went through at times to feed us. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, and just like Things like we are fortunate enough to have a swimming pool. Yeah. The times that you and I, yeah. <laughs> I sure would like to go swimming. You know, yeah. but like just to just to see where we are in our lives today. Right. You know, and like the kids. You know, all four kids. You know, like Natalie is the only grandchild that ever like really knew Mama. Yeah. You know. Um. She doesn't remember much about Mama. Yeah, I mean, she was little. She was little bitty. She was three and a half. Yeah. Um, it, but Natalie has pictures with Mama. Let's yeah. just say that. But anyways, um, just those those things, you know, just you just you just have to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's really difficult for me with people that don't want to have a faith in God. Yeah. That that don't want to. The, the, oh, I don't need that, or oh, that's just, that's just a book, or you know, get your head out of your rear end. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're but, heading down
0: another road with another podcast here. We're yeah, but I mean, I, can, I, I, but I, I no, agree with but you. I yeah, mean,
2: you cannot cannot look at life and death. Yeah, without realizing that there's more that there is a God. Yeah who loves us so very, very much. And he's so, so good. Yeah. So you just need to get your head out of your ear end and realize it. And that's so. the and, and that's
0: the joy in this scenario, in this situation, is that because of what Christ has done on the cross for us, that we thankfully, even though we didn't have much growing up, our mom made sure that oh, we knew yes. that truth. Yep. And we knew about the resurrection of christ the death burial and resurrection of jesus and and that we heard the gospel many times growing up we we heard it sung sing sang sung through songs in our living room and and on saturday nights during the gather gop- oh, gospel God. hours um but
2: <sighs> but um but that was only after lawrence welk that
0: was only after lawrence welk and uh before cops and brownies
2: Yep, that's right. <laughs> but, but, but then we had to get old enough for cops and bears. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was but, live uh, PD
0: before live PD was cool. Uh, but, uh,
2: but then you, I mean, you think about like Papa, yeah, and Grandma, even. Um, you know, I cannot remember a time in my life, yeah, that I saw Papa that he would not pull out the guitar and say, "Sing a song with me, boys," um, you know, and proceed to like i mean it was boys
0: in the group sense too yeah how non 2022 of him by the way uh, he but, was
2: he was the original um, but I, I
0: think the cool thing in, in all of this and all of our loss and and to kind of put a bow on all this mm-hmm. is that as you grieve and and it, it has been important to keep family a priority and and those um you know i'm thankful that i can walk into your house and walk to your bar, <laughs> or walk to your stove and and eat whatever y'all are eating or, or like. Absolutely, and I'm I mean, thankful it's... that that Maddox can go and be around Amy and his crazy cousins and and those things. And that's just what's important too, beyond the gospel. Absolutely, and I think it's because of the gospel that we get to do that. Yeah, and and it and it helps. And knowing that we get together um, for birthdays. And Christmases and the holidays are hard were hard and still are hard and those things. But we get together with an expectant joy that 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 absence of of not being with our mom is only temporary.
2: Absolutely. Um and there's a beauty. There's a beauty in it to see God's grace and his goodness yeah. through it all. Yeah. Because if you if you can look at any of this and tell me that God's hand was literally, I have a very over imaginative, imaginative imagination. Um and a lot of times, like I see it as God literally just dipping his hand into the sand right. and just 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 weaving it. Back and forth, and then there's the great, Shut up! <laughs> I know it's not theologically. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm no, carry on. No, I'm, but, I'm listening. Shut up! I'm just kind of laughing at you a little bit.
2: I know, but, but really and truly, like God has literally woven this, yeah, in His perfect glory. For his glory. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have to take yourself out of it. Right. It's not about you. It's not about me. Right. It's not about the fact that Isaac was born. You know, it, It's not about any of that. Yeah. Were those things all a part of it to make yep. a bigger story? 110%. Yep. But all of this literally from day one has been nothing more than to bring glory to God. Yep. That's it. That's the bottom line grief every drop of grief is nothing but to point you to the cross yep. and to show others God's goodness and glory yep.
0: and okay. i can't wrap, I, I i can't wrap it up a better <laughs> way than that so um hey if you have made it to this point in this podcast um thank you for listening to our whole story um of just kind of everything that Tammy and i went through um with the loss of both of our parents and maybe it it can help you out a little bit and we are open books um so if you have any questions or anything like that please reach us reach out through us through social media and all that other stuff if you know us or whatever and we'd love to kind of help you out if, if you have any questions about maybe a loved one that you've lost um but um you know i'm gonna wrap it up from here um thank you all for sitting down with us here at the table um And, uh, not going to be this long next week, but, um, and I'm, I'm looking at my sister right now, (laughs) but it's, it's all a good story. So thank y'all for listening and thank y'all for sitting down here at the table. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Table. Any information about today's guests will be in the comments section of this episode. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, feel free to email us, SC at gmail.com. See you next week here at The Table.